You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Nine-time Grammy-nominated artist Natalie Grant and her Grammy-winning husband Bernie Herms are joining forces for a very special tour. It's an evening with Natalie Grant and Bernie Herms, and it kicks off in Fort Lauderdale on February 22nd. To tell us more is Natalie. Good morning. So glad that you're joining us. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Are you taking requests? Because I have one. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> okay, so your husband did a project with Josh Groban, and it's yeah. I think it's the most perfect song called Symphony. Can you mm. work something out for that? I love that song. <laughs> I, he will be so impressed that you know that song. <laughs> it is almost the perfect lyric with melody or, uh, you know, arrangement. The arrangement's just perfect. So anyway, uh, if you could work that up, I'd be pleased. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay. It's going to be a beautiful evening no matter what. And I love how this evening started, right? It started really in your living room during COVID yes. lockdowns, going onto social media and bringing love and encouragement and music to your your following and now there is that demand that says hey can you bring this to us can you bring this on tour I mean that's got to be exciting to know what you guys started in your home is now reaching audiences across the country yeah you know honestly we definitely didn't set out we set out to encourage people for sure and I think and to encourage ourselves I think we were at a moment in that pandemic we were we'd run out of games to play and we played only so many rounds of uno that we could play with our kids and we're like what do we do now and you know it's really funny because we have a studio in our house my husband's just an incredible producer and songwriter but we also have a grand piano in our house and you know you can get so caught up in whatever it is that you're doing right in front of you um i often say that we can work at music so much that sometimes we can forget to enjoy music Mm. and Um, So he would walk by that grand piano every day on his way downstairs to where our studio is. And it's like a soundproof room. So he goes in there, does his music. I never hear what he's doing, you know, and then he comes up for dinner and, you know, and then the pandemic hit and all of a sudden, you know, there was no reason to go down to the studio. And he started looking at this instrument that has always been his first instrument but that he hadn't taken the time to play a lot. And all of a sudden he sat down and would start to play the grand piano every day and I mean I would walk by and just be crying because I'm like this is this is how it used to be when we first got married you used mm-hmm. to play the piano all the time and then we get busy and then we get you know sidetracked by so many things and so for us that slowdown was kind of an opportunity to return to just simple things that mattered to us and that's really how it started you just started playing and then I'd be like hey what if we did like a song and we put it on social media you know and he was of course going great let's go to the studio I have the right <laughs> mic for it we can record it I'll mix it I'm like no 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 <laughs> I, it can't be professional nobody's professional right now like I I mean on my phone and he goes record you singing on your phone and I was like he goes it's gonna sound positively terrible <laughs> And I said, well, but I think that's kind of the point is that people just want something that's real. And so we just set it up in our living room and started doing a song. And I think I hashtagged it of song a day keeps the crazies away. And people were like, wait, are you going to do this every day? And we thought, well, how long can this thing last? Like 14 days, maybe. So we can probably do that. I think the last count is we're at like 92 songs or something that we did. But um, what blew our minds is that 
you know, we could tell that people were responding and it was encouraging people and it was lifting people up and people wanted to hear it, but we didn't really pay that close of attention to how many people were watching. And we got this message from our record label that was like, you guys, you're 80 million people are watching those videos. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and it just, I think it struck a chord, not only in, in the people watching, but in us of like, we complicate things sometimes. There's nothing wrong with having a great big show and big lights and big band. And I love doing that. And I do that so much of the year, but there's something about that intimate connection of hearing somebody's story, hearing about how they fell in love. We talk about how we fell in love. We talk about what's kept us in love. We talk about the struggle that we went through to get pregnant. We tell our story and we talk about and sing the songs that are a result of our life. And I think that the beauty of how people have connected to these nights, we see so many date nights. It's like dates everywhere you look or girls night out or people bringing their kids. And it's just this really fun family night that we love mm. we absolutely love <laughs> uh, february 22nd is when it's happening a thursday night you can be a part of it we have all the information on our website eric and is this really what led then to the seasons project because it was kind of um yes. that's like a soundtrack <laughs> to your life these are the songs i've sung all my life right it kind of led to yes. that didn't it it did so it's funny because what i found um in that moment was not, I mean, I love my own songs, right? But when we're kind of squeezed, we go back to something that's safe, right? Or we go back to something that we feel secure or brings nostalgia or something. And I think in that pandemic where we kind of didn't know which way was forward or which way was back or what was happening, we were being told something different every day. And it just felt very uncertain. And I found myself going back to certainty, mm. which was, the truth of Jesus found in these songs, um, you know, like his eyes on the sparrow and I know he's watching me. I went back to tons of hymns that I grew up with or songs that I remember my mom singing in the kitchen when she'd be making dinner for me as a little kid or songs I'd sing with my siblings on a family vacation. Um, and it was just that thing. You wanted something that felt safe and familiar. And so we started doing these songs. I sang some of my own songs on the song a day keeps the crazies away. But honestly, I sang a mostly songs that weren't mine. Mm -hmm. And not only did I reconnect with those songs, but I would hear from people like, oh my goodness, not only do I love that song, but I loved hearing you sing that song. I loved hearing what you did with that song. And that's really where the idea of like, I'm going to do this seasons record that talks about the songs that have carried me through different seasons of my life, different seasons of my faith. Um, and, and so that's what we did. And then we asked a lot of friends to join us. You know, I had my a-list collaborators on there and then i'm like well if they don't they probably aren't going to say yes so i'll move on to the next person on the list and then I, like and it just so happened that all of my my number one asks said yes it's like a dream i still can't believe that. i don't even know where i go from here i'm like i think i need to retire because i just made the record of my life with all of my heroes and i'm done now <laughs> well you can't be done yet because you are coming to our area on february 22nd and we're so looking for this evening uh, an evening with natalie grant and bernie herms now we're not in a pandemic per se anymore but there's still struggles and there's still things that people yes. are going through in their personal lives. And I just wonder, I know, you know, you talk openly, even, even on this interview about difficult seasons in your own life. So just what's one nugget for someone who is walking through that right now? 
You know, I just was speaking at a college earlier this week and I was talking to a group of students who all you could tell they were kind of in the middle of that. I don't know what to do in my, I don't know, I don't know what to do or where to go, which way to turn. Like you could just see it on them. Right. And I, I've been in that, in that feeling of if I go this way, is it wrong? If I go this way, is it wrong? Will I be out of the, like, you get so stuck sometimes even thinking like, but what if it's not God's will? And then we can be paralyzed, not knowing which way to go. Cause I've never heard God speak audibly. And I've been listening for a long time, but I do recognize his still small voice. And there's a passage of scripture that I just talked to these college students about that I'm going to share with you. Um, and there's several accounts of this miracle. It's when Jesus walked on water. Um, but I'm going to talk about the one from the book of Matthew and you know, I think oftentimes when we we think about that story, we think about the miracle. We think about the fact that there was a storm, they were afraid, Jesus showed up, calmed the storm, and everything was okay. And not only that, he walked on water. And it's so easy to focus on the big miracle that sometimes we can miss the little nuggets along the way that I feel like God has put little nuggets throughout all of scripture. It's not just the big, obvious things to point to. And I remember when I was really going through postpartum depression with the birth of my third child, this story that I'd known for so long really changed um, some things for me. And when I find myself in the middle of a difficulty or in the middle of, of a storm, I'm always begging God to get me out. Like just, would you rescue me from the storm? Would you stop this storm? Would you, you know, just make the wind, call, like just make it, just make everything okay, Jesus. Please just make everything okay. And the older I get, I'm 52 years old now. I've been walking with Jesus since I was six. And the longer I've walked with God, the more I realize that even though those things are so uncomfortable and I don't want them, I learn more about the character of God. I learn more about the reality of the truth of God's word when I am in the storm or in the valley than I ever do when I'm on the mountaintop. And there's this moment in scripture where um, Jesus has just done this incredible miracle, right? He fed the 5,000 and then he sends the disciples on a boat into the middle of the lake. And he says, I'm going to stay back here to pray. And that was always interesting to me because he didn't go with them, but he's Jesus. So he knew a storm was coming. Mm. And I think it's because he understands you're going to learn something so good in this moment if you just hang on. And uh, the, the, the disciples are on the boat. The wind starts to rage. Everybody's freaking out. Then all of a sudden they see this strange image walking towards them. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. It's I. And in that moment, I realized, wait, Jesus showed up at the boat and the storm didn't stop yet. So Jesus was there, but the storm was still going. And then he, Peter says, well, Jesus, if it's you, make me walk on the water. And so Peter gets out of the boat and we know that the storm is still going because it says that Peter becomes so afraid of the waves. He looks at the storm, he looks at the waves and he's so afraid of the wind that he starts to sink. And it wasn't until he set his eyes on Jesus that he was able to walk on water. And for me, yes, did Jesus then eventually calm the storm. He got in the boat, he calmed the storm and everything was okay. But before he calmed that storm, there was such a life principle that Peter, when he set his eyes on Jesus, the wind kept going, the waves were still strong, everything was still happening around him, but he was okay because he fixed his eyes on Jesus. And I think for anyone who's listening that's going through a hardship, you know, regardless of whether God is going to stop the storm today, tomorrow, or next week, 
Your circumstances don't need to determine your peace. You can still have your peace when you fix your eyes on Jesus in the middle of the storm. You don't have to wait for him to get you out of the storm. He's with you in the middle of your storm. Mm. I'm reminded of uh, Max Licato saying, Jesus was never in a hurry. That's one thing I was reminded of. And then in seasons two, you should do the song, the Scott Kirpane song, uh, Sometimes He Calms the Storms. I love that song. (laughs) And I know you said seasons two. It's funny because I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to need to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, for now, we will settle and rejoice that uh, we could be a part oh. of an evening with Natalie Grant featuring Bernie Herms. It's happening February 22nd in Fort Lauderdale. You can get your tickets and all the info about it at a link we have at ericandbridget.org. Natalie, we so look forward to seeing you in Fort Thank Lauderdale. You. Thank you. <laughs> it was wonderful to talk to you guys, and we'll see you soon. Yeah.